Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, J.D. Carling. And today, modern architecture is dead. (laughs) If you want a custom home, the popular thing right now is kind of a modern take on everything. And I want to talk first about how architecture with like a label can get started. So if you look back through recent generations, we've had mid-century, we've had modern, We've had postmodern. Those are things that have shown up in residential architecture in phases that were widely distributed. But there's also been parametric design. There's been deconstructivism, minimalism, things like that, that have been in architectural designs that have made its way into the custom home, but not necessarily been something that was widespread like mid-century craftsman style or something like that, or Mediterranean, neoclassical, colonial, all those. But all of those things at one point were an avenue to communicate ideas about technology and the way people live coming together into something that was built, right? So with modern, there was a lot of innovation with concrete and glass and steel that made those things possible. With mid-century architecture, there was this rush after World War II for how to make designs that people would enjoy, but also reflected the automobile and a simple construction method that could be done in mass quantity across the country. Craftsman style, they were making a return to exactly what the name sounds like, craftsmanship, amongst other things. So they all came with an idea. And one thing that's interesting to me right now is if you go see most home designs, those home designs are going to now be leaning towards a modern aesthetic, referential, or even mid-century is becoming part of the design vernacular that people are, are looking for right now. But those things, and it's, I'm not, none of this is good or bad, but this is just trying to get people to think, to get you to think, where do we want to go with your custom home, right? So if you're directly saying, mid-century, that's what you want. And it's different technology, different building methods now today, then you end up with kind of like this mutated Toka and Razor thing from Ninja Turtles 2 (laughs) that it looks like something that you recognize, but it's not quite right because our way of living and spatial sequencing and occupation is different today. So just like Nas said, rap is dead. I believe when he said that, it was pretty correct about the art form and mass of the people that were creating rap is dead. You could argue that with me. But today, certainly there's still rappers. There's people still creating rap music. It still gets me excited when I hear it. It's still fun. But it very few and far between is there the lyrical and musical art in the same way that it was when he was discussing it. So where does that put us? Where does that put you with your custom home? Most people right now are telling me 
that they want something mid-century or they want something modern or they'll say modern farmhouse. They'll say, I want transitional style. And we want to go where I believe, especially Orlando, where I'm at, is kind of a creative hub or inspirational hub, I think, for ourselves and everywhere's got something. But for the world, we're a creative hub and telling story, telling about life, the life experience, life story for people. We want to understand what we like about those things. And I've said it over and over again. When you're looking for your architectural DNA, that's what you want to spend your time. Understanding your dream, understanding the nature that you're occupying, understand the things that are affecting you. All of those things are different than they would have been at the time for the architectural things that we're referencing. So in that sense, it is dead. It's the past, right? Whatever we think about the past was not actually the past. That goes with psychology, right? When you think about your thoughts about the past are not the past. Your story about something is not that thing, right? So it behooves us to think about what is it that we like when we think about mid-century. What I hear from most people, a lot of my clients, the, the most input I get is from people who are wanting modern or mid-century and a lot of times minimalist. What is it that we want? Even minimalism is more of an ideology. There's not so much a distinct architectural language, but that idea did start coming around many years back. So even today, to look at something else that was minimalist and for us to reference it is looking to a past that's the fabrication of what we're thinking today. So we want to look at what we like about it. One of the biggest things I've seen is ownership versus experience, right? So perhaps at one point, minimalism was associated with natural resources and things like that that are definitely important today. But also it was a lot of people experiencing the need for austerity after World War II or something like that or another time in their life. I reference that a lot because my family story is related to coming to America from after World War II. So I understand that. But there's many other people. I have friends that came from Asia during uh, times where they needed to be refugees and recent generations that are my age, not not great grandparents age. So there's different mindsets for people based on what their life experiences. Today, I think there's there's so much excess and a desire for experience that material possession is not as important to most people or in mass, just collecting things as much. So I've seen a shift in people, and that's the conversation that comes up is like, oh, this generation wanted so much stuff. We care about what we're doing, what our life experience is, etc. It's not the same for everybody, but that is a common thread of input that I get from you guys when talking to you. So the language that we want is the narrative, right? So if you're wanting a narrative, if you're wanting the story through the architecture, that's what we want to do. And so you could say, well, JD, my story for my custom home is I want to live in a craftsman house. So that's okay if that's what you want. But I'm going to extend to you that you will have a rich experience when you you care about making things by hand. And as many projects as we can, we try to have custom furniture that we design and locally made by craftsmen 
for the project. So I would say that is a spirit of craftsman architecture. And uh, I love that idea, but nothing that we do would look like craftsman style architecture. We often put a large porch on our projects because we want to connect to our neighborhood and we want to enhance that connectivity in our neighborhoods here. But if you look at any of the houses, they will not look like a craftsman porch, as beautiful as those are, as many good experiences as I've had on a porch. So we do always pull from our experiences. In my mind, I remember talking to my wife on the phone when I had a huge crush on her on my aunt's craftsman style home that's beautiful in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, when I was in college. And I would get married to her seven years later. But I remember, and, and my aunt remembers me talking to her on the porch swing on a craftsman style porch. That's like a core memory for me in my life is hoping that this girl was going to have a crush on me. And now we've been married almost 12 years. So that's what we want to create. We want to create that place for you. That's what you want to create. You want to create that place or these little details that mean such a big thing in life. That first place that your kid's going to take a walk, that place where your family member is going to tell you that they're engaged and it's a total surprise. We're creating the backdrop for those moments in your life that are unforgettable. So how does that translate into architecture? Well, right now I'm working on a home for somebody and it's a multi-generational home now, which is also becoming a much more requested thing, but also it's much more embraced. It's not like, oh, I didn't make it now. My family's got to live with me. It seems like it's a, a joyful thing that's it's being requested lately. And I'm so thankful for that. And that that's in our area, of course. I always want to stress everybody's story is unique. So it's not saying wherever you're at, that's what's going on. But that lent itself to an interesting architecture because they didn't want to do the additional dwelling unit like is common in magazines now or a lot of zoning codes in denser areas are going to that next level of density, allowing for additional dwelling unit for an Airbnb. This one was, we love the parents. We want to still be able to cook together, have this communal time, but we want different wings in the house. And so there's this core gathering area down the center of the home, and there's a wing for each person and it's designed specifically around their needs what the parents are wanting at that age and the work from home lifestyle home gym style on the other side of the house and so what that creates is a hub if you will for the family to come together and it's centered around cooking so the cooking takes place in a centralized kitchen there's no l shape there's no long bar it's almost like there's two i want to say opposing but two kitchens across from each other that connect in a large gathering table and i really like that idea that it's that's where they come together like if you look at, at jesus he wanted to make friends with people even people that were his enemy what did he do he would have dinner with them right you want to stay connected with your family and you can cook together you may want different things you may like different things so there's that opportunity to have your own space but to come together and be together. So that's something that's totally unique. It used to be the kitchen was cut off. Then there's the entertaining kitchen, right? There's a kitchen is right in the living room that was a popular thing. 
and and now it's almost like the hub of connection between the family, not just the formal dining room where one person's cooking and the other persons are getting around the table and the food is brought in. It's that act of creating together. It's that act of communing together to maintain that connection in our life. And it's a really beautiful thing. So whatever your story is, whatever that narrative is, that's the connection that we're making. So we're going to come up with a new thing. I think that there's a language that is developing around narrative-based architecture. And the closest thing I could bring to it is this referential that we can step out from is I call myself Orlando's minimalist architect builder. My goal is to minimize the architecture to allow the story to be expressed. So the desire to create an architectural thing recedes to tell the story. Just like in a rap I was talking about before, you could have a a great flow. You could have an awesome beat. But the thing that we all remember (laughs) is the bedtime stories, right? The the rap stories. That's like one of the most repeated things, like Slick Rick, right? And if you don't know what that is, just look it up. But the art of storytelling through the music is what really brought it to life. Today, if you're just talking about the money or the things you have, you can talk about those things. But when it's connected to a story or something, that's what really connects with us or a story about where we're at as a people in a summer or the new music that comes out in the summer or something like that. So one of the best architectural movements for that was pretty much spearheaded by Rem Coolhouse. And while he did do a few homes and one of the most important custom homes in uh, France, that he definitely sprung into international spotlight and has done mega buildings all around the globe, authored a book, small, medium, large, extra large. But he started this hyper-rationalism, which sounds like a very severe thing, right? But it was just like, hey, you want to do this? This thing goes here. You want light here? Light comes from this space. And so it was logical, and he worked with the sites to make it organic, which is something that Frank Lloyd Wright really brought to light centuries after Alberti. So in your home... One of the things I propose is to embrace that idea of the hyper-rationalism as a springboard to the narrative-based architecture. So again, I believe it is Su Fujimoto and the MediaTek in Sendai, Japan. I'm like name-dropping like crazy <laughs> today, but hopefully you'll enjoy that and you can look at stuff. His said, my goal is no architecture. This wall faces east. It's going to do what walls need to do to face east in conjunction with the library functions that are going here. The wall that faces south is going to function the way the wall faces south. And it's a beautiful building. I think I have talked about it before. But it wasn't the desire to create a picture. It wasn't the desire to do the best sketch. It's like the desire was to create a place for us as people to interact with each other us as people to encounter each other in a meaningful way as we go about the functional parts of our life and making that beautiful. I was at a a luncheon with the then CEO of Disney, and I, I can't remember his name right now, but it was a, a few times ago. It's, it wasn't Iger or, or new guy Bob Ch- Chapik, I think is his name. But he said, the magic is not created by someone doing something magical. The magic is created by all the work that their 40,000 employees at that time we're putting together to create memories and something fun for you. So 
That's what your team is doing. I'm not the only person. When we build a custom home, there's probably on an average home, 200 people that will be out there laboring on your home. In addition to all the stuff that you're doing, the bank, what they're doing, the permitting office, all those people, what they're doing, my design team, the the civil engineers, geotechnical engineers, the surveyors, all these people are the village that are creating your story. And we want to be the quarterback for you and help direct what we're doing for you in this way. So I would say, hold on to that idea. You want a custom home. You want it to be something memorable and unique to you. I believe that each person that wants to and is pursuing it should have the ability to live in a home that tells their story, that they go from living in a home that was perhaps someone else's story or someone else's idea of what we should be doing to one that you want to write for yourself. And that's what I'm going to leave you with today is be patient, observe your story, observe what you want to get out there. Don't look at the style. Modern architecture is dead, but what's alive is narrative-based architecture. Thank you so much. If you want to start your story in a custom home, please go to card.com, ca-rd.com, and sign up for book a consultation. If you don't own property, we can still help you look for the right property. When you work with a, a realtor, or something, there's additional things you want to look at to make sure you're going to get your ideas out. One of the things we've been doing a lot for people is our needs and options concept, where we help people make sure on the front end that their house is going to be able to do what they want to do and that the property that they have and the regulations are going to support as much as possible up front to reduce the amount of surprises later. Do those things, do a needs and options concept and make sure the property that you're working on is going to get you what you want to get that story out there for you. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, we'll have another fun episode for you next week. Please go back if you haven't and listen to our original episodes. If you're watching this, I would definitely appreciate it if you would share it with somebody that you know loves architecture or wants a custom home one day, or that you would like it or leave us a comment about what you liked about today's episode and what you would like us to talk about later. I look forward to talking with you next week on Friday. Stay tuned to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. If you have any topics you want discussed or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast.